This is an Aviation special, taking a look at the fantastic women in the AV industry. My name is Tim Albright, your host. With us today is a fantastic young lady that I have gotten uh, the privilege to meet. Uh, her name is Audra Kinsley, and she is from Sonos. Welcome, ma'am. Hey, Tim. So uh, you have um, a, a and I'm not going to say an interesting journey. You work for Sonos, though, and and so typically nine times out of ten, somebody says Sonos. They think residential, right? Um, and so obviously you came from the residential side, you came from the CI side, but you didn't. So, so uh, one thing that we like to start out these out with is uh, find people's journeys, right? Uh, a common question, uh, whether you're at Infocom or Cedia or ISC or just grabbing drinks with someone is, how did you get into the industry? And nine times out of 10, it's I fell into it, but I want you to tell your story. So how did Audra get involved in the AV industry? I think I fall, uh, no pun intended, I fall into that same category of falling into the industry. My journey into AV actually started at a dead show. Um, like the Grateful Dead. Like the remaining members of the Grateful Dead back that. many years ago. Yeah, I was probably over, I want to say it's maybe 12 years ago at this point. Um, and I had like typical post-grad um, done my tour of Europe backpacking, was coming back into the States and had spent all my money and was looking for my first kind of foot in the door and uh, starting my career and attended a dead show. And it turned out that one of my family friend members uh, owned and ran a rep firm, a really reputable rep firm over in New York City uh, and offered me a position. Um, I got to cut my teeth representing brands like Shore and QSC and kind of dove right in. Uh, the AAV industry was super foreign to me, but what I loved about it was kind of learning through the connections of my passions with live music in particular, and all of a sudden figuring out like, how, how does music get made? And what are those things in people's ear that they wear on stage? And what's the point of that big speaker that's pointing at them on stage and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I fell in, um, but loved it and got stuck. And here we are 13 years later. So let's kind of, uh travel that way because you were representing what again what we would consider be commercial brands right i would so say how, i was about 50 50 uh, musical instrument business and okay. yeah so how did we end up working for for the company that becomes ubiquitous with wireless audio uh it's it's interesting so i think for me, um, I'm really fortunate to have started my career uh, at the rep firm that I did, learned a ton representing the brands that I did, but I kind of got to a place where I, I had tapped out. And as a rep, I think you're you're probably familiar, you're doing a lot of executing, but you're not doing a lot of creating. Uh, you're kind of at the very end of the supply chain, bringing things to market, selling it into partners, helping spec different jobs. And I wanted to be more on the creative side of working through the exploration of product concepts, working through um, the design and actually selling them in and bringing them to market. So I had seeked out, um, I wanted to go work for a brand that I was personally passionate about on an everyday level. I was probably one of the only people at my company who wasn't uh, an audio engineer or wasn't a musician by training. And so at the time it was probably... I think I started using Sonos in 2007, which was very early on in their in their life cycle and kind of after they were initially founded. And I wanted to go work for a company that I that I loved, um, and so I aggressively seeked out a role here. Um, getting to move to Santa Barbara wasn't too bad either, <laughs> and so uh, here I am. It's been about three and a half years, and it's been a fantastic journey so far at Sonos. 
Yeah, absolutely. Southern California is is quite beautiful in general, uh, right? And, and Santa Barbara is right up there. I agree. Um, one of the things, though, that we, 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 we've had these conversations over the last month, um, and they I, I've said this kind of both privately, but also while the, the recording light was on, the, the range of my personal reactions to some of these stories have ever been has been everything from that's really unfortunate to do holy crap i'm pissed off right now right just because of the things that have happened to folks um there certainly have been challenges challenges as as a woman in the industry challenges as a, as a young woman in the industry uh no less talk about some of those challenges and, and how you overcame those hurdles that were put in your way yeah it's a it's a challenging conversation to be honest um i think that some of the challenges that I, I have hit in my career, number one, just kind of hitting that ceiling and being inferred that I didn't have further room to grow um, and that I had been kind of tapped out at my potential. Um, and the ways that I overcame that is really by the coaching and mentorship of different people who I knew in the industry and of my family as well, and kind of coaching me up to the fact that I had abilities that were stronger than where I was. I could actually accomplish more. It was worth taking a risk and kind of jumping into a new, not a new industry, but a new sector, a new brand, a new manufacturer. Um, for me personally, I had to take a kind of a little bit of a step back in order to leap forward. And ultimately it was worth it, but I would and could not have done it though, truly without the um, motivation from many of the mentors that I have in the industry. I, w I want to touch on that really quickly, but I, I want yeah. I, I want to um, get your definition because I, I think you were one of you're one of the few the one of the few women that we've talked to in the last month to, to mention that ceiling. What does that feel like? And, and and understand. And I've said this a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more. I am a straight cis, you know, white guy, right? I, I understand where I'm at, so I don't know that I've ever felt that. What does that feel like? What does hitting that ceiling feel like? Very, um, for me, it was very black and white, uh, being implicitly told that you didn't have further room to grow. Um, and that, that whether it's from a earnings potential, um, that you would kind of hit your ceiling, like most very literally. Um, and so I, I had kind of been coached to the fact that I, um, I had been kind of coached the fact that I had been tapped out on my earnings potential. And I, it was really challenging for me to either believe that that was true or believe that I could achieve more somewhere else. Okay. So, so then take that and, and take the, the importance then of those mentors and what you were able to, to gain from them. And, and how do you find them? Right. Uh, we've had this, I've had conversations with other folks before, and I kind of took your, your tact when you wanted to go after Sonos. There were certain people in my life and in my in, in 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 my line where I sought specific people out, right? And some of them, you know, didn't have time or or, or you know whatever, too busy, just wasn't their thing. How do you find or how did you find your mentors? It's a it's a mixture to be honest. So I am really lucky that at this point in my career, I I probably have um, four to five different mentors who I go to on a regular basis. And they span the gamut from uh, people in my family who I admire and who have incredible business acumen and business sense to sales managers that I've worked for in the past who have acknowledged and um, 
yeah, acknowledged some of the talents and contributions I've been able to have. And then some is really just being vulnerable and asking for the help. And I've found that one to be the most challenging is like to actually, that's just an awkward thing to ask. Like, hey, um, so-and-so, do you have some time to spend with me? I have some questions about challenges I've hit in my career. Uh, I know you've been through similar experiences and I would wonder if you would have time to chat through them with me. And no one's ever said no, uh, but it is just, there's something odd about actually being vulnerable enough to ask that question. Um, but it's, it's worked well for me thus far. Um, and I guess most recently I've had the opportunity to also mentor other people who have come and asked me that same question, which has really been awesome for that whole process to go full circle. I want folks listening to, to hear exactly that, that, that train there that you, that you just said, it, it is difficult to ask, right? It, it, absolutely. It's a hundred percent vulnerable. However, if we would put ourselves in the, in the shoes of what you just said, when you're asked, it's a completely different feeling, right? It's a, you're like, first of all, you're, you're, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm honored, you know, that you would think that, you know, that I've done something that you could value from. Right. Um, and so if we would kind of flip that a little bit, when, when, when that vulnerability and that, that hesitation to ask someone comes up, Remember that that they're you know they're also going to get something out of that. I, I think is important to remember as well. Yeah, hundred percent. It's also just um, being on the other side of it too. It's been an awesome exercise for myself. Like the questions that I get asked to like really be forced to sit and reflect uh, and try to come up with the right answers um, and talk through them. It's it's been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, as we as we wrap up here, um, we we are we are not near retirement, um, um, <laughs> but. But when, when you retire, when you look back on your career, what, what do you want to see have changed in the industry and, and what hand do you want to have had in it? I think there's two different things that I get hung up on when I think about this. The first, you know, is cliche, but it's, it's true in that I would hope to have a hand at changing the demographic and the demographic landscape of the AV, AV industry today. Um, it's no uh, surprise that it's overly dominated by white males, and that's fine. There's plenty of nice, really fun ones out there. I have a great time working with people just like yourself, Tim. Um, but I also know I've talked to people internally at Sonos who are intimidated to come and kind of put their foot in this part of uh, the AV business because of that makeup. So I hope that I can have a impact trying to bring more women into the field or more underrepresented communities into the field. Um, I am fortunate that at Sonos, we have a number of different ERGs or employee resource groups. Uh, and one of them, uh, many for underrepresented groups, one of them for women in particular. And we put a very uh, keen focus on our hiring efforts, our development efforts, um, general awareness around pay equity and so forth. So I hope that I can have some type of influence on just the overall demographic makeup of um, the teams who make up the AV industry. Uh, the second one that I think about, and this is a little bit more sitting still in, in the residential side of, of what I'm doing at, at Sonos, but I say it half jokingly. A lot of times people at, at, I jump on a Zoom and they'll say, hey, Audra, how are you doing today? 
And I'd be like, man, I'm just living the dream, filling homes with music. And I say it, you know, tongue in cheek, but I actually, I really mean it. Um, I love bringing, uh, a lot of people say about Sonos, hey, it's just so easy. It's, it's magical. Um, I never grew up in a silent home. My home was always uh, full of music from very early hours in the day to very late hours of the night. Uh, it's, it's what sets the mood and the vibe in my house. And I love being able to bring that same Sonos experience to other people's homes. So, um, if I can do even just a little bit of that and bring that same Sonos sound experience into more commercial spaces as well, I, I would be incredibly satisfied. And that actually will be a completely different conversation. Uh, <laughs> Looking forward to I it. am incredibly interested in what, in what she's doing there. All right. Looking forward Appreciate to it. Um, Audrey Kinsley from Sonos. Thank you so much. If somebody wants to connect with you or, uh, or Sonos, how do they do that? First name dot last name at Sonos.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. And Tim, thanks so much for the time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for us here at Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You will find an incredible list of incredible uh, women in the industry that we were uh, interviewed over the last month. You can check all that out and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. 